the Belated Binge Podcast. Hi, and welcome to the Belated Binge Podcast. I'm Zach, your host, revisiting some of the most iconic series in recent memory that I was incredibly late on, like our current binge of Harry Potter, where, despite being the same age as movie Harry, I didn't read this series through till my mid-20s. That's the belated part. Now we're going back, chapter two at a time, digging in deep, deep into the storylines, theorizing about what's not on the page, particularly Dumbledore's role and how his master plan is unfolding right in front of our eyes. And of course, infusing sarcasm wherever I can stuff it. That's the binge part. Together they make the belated binge, and today I have a special bonus episode of sorts for you uh, that I can share since we've finished our read of the Sorcerer's or Philosopher's Stone. Uh, This week, uh, as you may have seen on social media, I was invited to be a guest on the When Harry Met Movies podcast, and they were cool enough to let me release the episode right here to share with you as well. Uh, When Harry Met Movies is a father-son podcast where they watch movies for the son's first time and they review it on the podcast. Harry's almost 13 years old, and it was a ton of fun hanging out and talking to these two about Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's, or for them, Philosopher's Stone movie. Uh, Make sure you check out more of their episodes after you listen to this one. They've covered some great movies over there, and you can also check them out on social, When Harry Met Movies on Twitter and Instagram, or their website, WhenHarryMetMovies.com. I'll put links in the show notes, and I hope you enjoy this bonus episode of the when harry met movies podcast with special guest yours truly next week we'll have the bingies right here on the feed today's episode is sponsored by newsly newsly is an audio app for ios and android it picks up web articles about the most trending topics on the web and any given moment and reads them to you in a natural human voice the first time in the history of the internet the web is all there for you to be listenable. Browse articles from topics you choose and start playing. Stop scrolling, start listening. You can follow any topics from sports, science to Bitcoin and even movies and the Kardashians. It, it will find you the latest articles and read them to you aloud. Harry's laughing at the Kardashians. Catch the Kardashians. They also have podcasts as well. Explore trending podcasts from over 50 countries. Our, po- our podcast, When Harry Met Movies, is there too. Wow. I started using it as my default podcast app. It does make life a little bit easier having them all there for you. So download and use Newsly for free from www.newsly.me or follow the link in the description on this podcast. Also use promo code HarryMovies that is also in the description, and receive one month free premium subscription when using this. This app is absolutely brilliant. Um, me and Harry have downloaded it. Yeah. Um, Harry's I... already been reading articles with it. For those who don't know, Harry's got dyslexia, so dyslexia. apps like this help him read articles that he usually wouldn't have access to. So this is a this is an app, but this podcast yeah. can support quite. Yes, Quite I happily. Because I can keep up all the video game content, like Harry Potter video game, or just straight from the app. So, download it today. Thanks very much. Hope you enjoy the episode. Bye. Hello! You're a wizard, Harry.
friend from work. Why? You can fight. Welcome to the When Harry Met Movies podcast. Welcome to the When Harry Met Movies podcast, Ned. How is my dad, Dad? Hi, how are you? Good. And today we are joined by a special guest. This is Zach from the Belated Binge podcast. Hi. All the way from America. Mm. I am. I am. It's it's the first time that I've done uh, this cross-continental... zoom situation i expect to completely fumble through it uh i'm imagining those um the tv broadcasts where there's that awkward delay and they start talking over each other because they don't realize that the other one's still talking i'm just going to pretend that that's happening with us (laughs) Um, so yeah so tell us about your podcast and why we've invited you on and what we're going to be doing yeah, sure. So, uh, as you mentioned, I my name is Zach. I host the Belated Binge podcast, where I am revisiting some of the what I'm calling the most iconic and popular series that I nearly missed out on the first time. Like uh, the series that I'm covering right now is Harry Potter, which, despite being the same age as movie Harry in the official canon, um, somebody else can do that math. Uh, I didn't actually read through these books until I was in like my mid twenties. So, you know, now I'm going back through a chapter two at a time, breaking them down, you know, theorizing, adding as much sarcasm as humanly possible throughout. (laughs) Uh, And this is perfect timing because I just finished up the first book. Yep, which is why we're covering Harry Potter. Well, here it's Harry Potter and Philosopher's Stone, but I guess it's... It's... Yeah, it's sorcerers here because they thought that us dumb Americans couldn't figure out what a philosopher was. Uh, so they did it with a different title. To be fair, I suppose a sorcerer stone makes more sense. What is philosophy? Mean? Philosopher. Yeah. Well, it, it's not, in the magical sense, it doesn't really make much sense to why it would be a stone. It does, and in, uh, in all fairness to us dumb Americans, um, philosopher doesn't mean the same thing in our like dialect of English here either. Like when we think philosopher, I think a lot of people think literally like philosophy and the meaning of life yeah, yeah. and that sort of thing. So it could have actually been fairly confusing when you release a, a book for children that is about some rock that keeps you alive forever and gives you all the you know gold you could possibly want. They don't quite align. Whereas um, over there, I know with alchemy, like philosopher, like that's literally yeah. hand in hand. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. He's just explained for you why yeah. what the difference is. <laughs> I think source is probably a simpler way of yeah, explaining I, what the stones are eventually yeah. going to do. So yeah, it does okay. I I but it's weird for me trying to like do the podcast in a piece because like, I do have some listeners that are overseas, and so a lot of times I I try to like throw in both names. And I got to tell you, I am excited for the next book where I don't have to do that anymore. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. But I think obviously in the in the book it must refer to it as 
Does it refer to it as a philosopher's stone in the book and the film? No, for sure. They they edited everything. Yeah, they they re- basically did a find and replace everywhere you would say philosopher in your versions yeah. of it. It's the sorcerers, um, which is actually really funny because I I bought the DVD box set. And if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure I have a philosopher's version of uh-huh. like the first DVD for my official copies. Whereas we'd want to sort out the sorcerer's version. You got the other version. Yeah, <laughs> what I did is I got the cheapest box set I could find. That's fair enough. Why and not? Apparently that was a version with philosophers in it, not sorcerers in it, which was fine with me. Yeah. Yeah. It is the only one that's got a different title, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they fixed the rest of them. I know uh, there are plenty of people in this fandom that have gone absolutely just crazy on that uh, um, on that issue. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar at all, but there's a, a long-standing podcast called MuggleCast. In this thing, they've yeah, been yeah. doing Harry Potter podcasts for like 15 Whatever. years or something yeah. like that, and they really. Um, they really harp on there's per- one host in particular is like, yeah, because we're just so stupid. We couldn't possibly figure out for philo- He gets really upset about it. <laughs> but then on top of that, um, there's another one that's like, uh, if you're going to go through and edit all of this stuff to Americanize it, like don't get lazy and stop because at some point in time in the books, they kind of stopped editing it for the like Americanization. And so, you know, people using the term like are you mad like we never say that over here but like it's still in the books uh are you mental like those things just aren't used and now he's like he's super mad about it because he's like i you need to spoon feed me you spoon fed me the title now spoon feed me the uh slang and expressions because i don't get this (laughs) fair enough it's quite good never really thought about that sort of stuff would be yeah would mean different stuff um here's a random one do you know what house you're in do I know what house I'm in? Yeah, I do. Um, I'm not one of those people that that you know swear by it or walk up to people and introduce myself as uh, whatever my oh, Harry yeah, Potter house is. <laughs> uh, but when the um, back when Pottermore existed, when uh, when I learned about that quiz, I went on and took it. I actually took it like three times just to see if I could manipulate it, um, which worked. Uh, but I did. I got Ravenclaw. I guess is the like consensus, which. Yeah. I never really pegged. I don't think I'm that smart. So it's fine. But okay. It was Be like books. I, honestly, I'm not a huge reader. Well, you I are don't now. read a you lot. Have to be for your podcast. <laughs> right. It's uh and actually when I did uh I've admitted this on the podcast before too, so I'm not breaking too much news, but when I did officially like read this through for the first time, it was the audiobooks. I was at work and I was listening to them. That's so like I st- awesome. Yeah, I still don't have a, uh, like, I bought the box set of the books for my mother. I still don't have a copy of, like, all of the physical books Harry, at this um, point. Harry listens to the audiobooks to go yeah, to bed, yeah. too, don't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he's in Hufflepuff and I'd be in Slytherin, which I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Well, I also, I have, uh, what is that, like, Amazon something or other, like, Kindle Unlimited. Like, they're on yeah, yeah. Kindle Unlimited, too. So, like, I read them through that or listen to the audiobooks. I don't yeah. sit and read with paper. Yeah, I'll, I'll listen to the books. Yeah. So, should we move on to the film? Yes. I am here to tell the story. And I am here for the food. And are you going to challenge Zach to recap the 
for film, how many sentences are you going to give him? Five. I'm I'm no I'm generous to the guest, but I'm not generous to you, Al. Yeah, I always get like one yeah. sentence. I got no. one <laughs> sentence to do the fellowship. No, two sentences to do the fellowship of the rings. But is that the second one? <laughs> I did it, oh. I managed to do it. It's the second film, so I have to give you two sentences. No, it's the first film. But... Oh, yeah. I feel like so you've got five sentences to try and recap the Harry Potter film slash book. I have five sentences. Okay, let's do this. Yeah. Um, and I did try to prep a little bit ahead of time, so I'm going to try to make this actually fit. All right. An orphan grows up with his abusive aunt and uncle. One. A half-giant informs him he's a wizard and sends him off to magic school. Two. He meets his best friend and saves another from a giant troll forming a golden trio. Three. They uncover a plot to steal the sorcerer's or philosopher's stone. Four. They survive a series of obstacles and save the stone from being taken from a parasitic Voldemort and his second head. Five. Yeah, yeah. How'd I do? Yeah, pretty good, <laughs> yeah. to be fair. That was probably good. I don't think I'd have done it on details. Benita <laughs> gave me two. So. No, I gave you one. Yeah, you probably would have gave me one. Yeah, well, I'd have just taken the periods out and read the whole thing as a run-on. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Idea. Yeah, that's what I tend to do. <laughs> I try not to pause. <laughs> yeah, I tend a to lot of... babble a bit more. Yeah, you, bab- you babble a ton. You just use a lot of commas. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, right, so the next little bit we're going to do is where we do, we call it You Can't Handle the Truth, where I give three yes. facts about the film, but one of them's not the truth. I am here to tell the story. And I am here for the food. So, you might know him, Harry might know him, I don't know. He says he knows some stuff about this, so yes, he usually, yes. usually doesn't look up to I watch Harry Potter YouTubers. There you go. He watches everything <laughs> on YouTube. Yeah, mm. before I get my facts. Um, do you do you get the um do you get the extended scenes in whatever they put on YouTube because they do that when it's on TV over yeah. here you get like the deleted scenes in it yeah they do it randomly here sometimes yes. it's not always nice the odd one where like one of my mates like Snapchatted me like when when did this scene appear in, yeah, when did this scene come from there's a really rare version of the films which they had a lot more scenes in them and they they've basically been lost forever. Only certain amount of people. Which now. we might come on to. Yeah, because Luke, that scene with like, Luke hits Malfoy's hand is actually a scene, but it's an extended oh, cut. second one. Yeah, extended cut version. Mm-hmm. I know it's more than you think. Right, <laughs> so your first fact is that Richard Harris, who played Dumbledore, Dumbledore. actually turned down the role three times. And it was his granddaughter that convinced him to I know, take the yep. role. That, mm-hmm. Okay. That, I knew that one. But the fact, the second fact is that Daniel Radcliffe, is meant to have green eyes in the, as, as the book says and he was going to wear contacts the only reason he didn't wear contacts is because he was a little they were irritating yep. his eyes <laughs> but luckily because he's meant to have eyes like his mum he's got blue eyes and the actress they hired as his mum has also got blue eyes yeah so that's the other fact and the third fact yes is that robin williams really really wants to be in the film and he wanted to play Peeves for Ghost. Yeah, they just got the Peeves. But the reason he's not in it is because they were only hiring English actors. The last, the last one's the false. Recommend yeah. Because you, you know the other two. Yeah. You know, you know the answers. I do, and I hate to put you on the spot, but there's actually two that are off. Is there? 
That's from the floor. Well, well, okay. I. He twists the. He twists. No, so okay, no, I, I'm getting ahead of myself on that one. Okay. You are correct for this film, uh, but right. there's something funny that they do with the mom in her eyes later in the film series. How oh, did he change her eyes? They they hire the child actor yeah. to play like the flashback of his oh, mom, right, yeah, and yeah. she has like brown eyes. Oh, like, yeah, what are yeah. you doing? What are you? Yeah, Robert yeah. Williams. Robert Williams did want to be in it, but he wanted. Yeah, to he wanted Apple. to play Haggard. Which I could see why he'd want to play that. Mm-hmm. But then yeah. he'd been cast. I know. What's weird is in England, um, Robbie Coltrane, who plays Hagrid, okay. is really famous for being in a TV show called Cracker, okay. um, where he plays like a. Uh, what he's like a psychologist that works with police. Um, oh, okay. The police officer he works with is actually the one who plays Harry's mum. I've actually got a Interesting. That's the um, actress who plays And they have like a, a bit of an affair and stuff like that throughout the series. It's a good, good show. I've got a fact about the film. Go on. When, and I've got two, when, the actor, when the director sat down with J.K. Rowling, he actually like thoroughly went over it with her. And when she first saw Diana Alley, she actually cried. I know a lot more, but it's <laughs> a lot more about the Deathly Hallows too. Yeah. Well, we, eventually you. we'll probably do all the Harry Potter films yes. at some point. I was going to ask that. I didn't know if you guys were going to go through the whole series. Um, we've done it in the past with series, but I think what we're, we're trying to do now is when we book, do... Book versus film. Yeah, it's, mm. well, yeah and we, so we're going to try and do like a bit of a... We've done it with Lord of the Rings where we did all three back-to-back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. What we found is that maybe the first one did quite well and the third one did quite well, but... It was like talk. It's almost like talking about the same film for three episodes. Yeah, yeah. Um, whereas if we break them up a bit and do like mm-hmm. do one and then do one a bit later on, who knows? We might come back to you and do the second <laughs> book with you. I'm um, down. Yeah, we should. We should do a series, with, I guess. And like we're, we're currently doing, we're reading the BFG. Yeah, BFG. And then at some point we're going to do the film to match it. Gotcha. Nice, nice. If you do that for these, I. <sighs> It gets it gets rough. Yeah, Man, those those adaptations are just maddening in in some cases. I know which one my least favorite film. <gasps> yeah, there's a lot cut out in the later films, isn't there? Yeah. On the books and stuff like that. I can deal with stuff getting cut. Yeah, um, I, so I'm not. I'm like I grew up with loving the Lord of the Rings, and I read the book, mm-hmm. and the film gets rid of a lot of a dead weight from the books. That's probably mm-hmm. going to offend a lot of people that like Lord of the Rings. But <laughs> I think there's a lot nice. of them that, that's hard to get through if, when you first read it. Like, I don't think, I've always said, I don't think if Lord yeah. of the Rings was made now as a book, that it would be released as it as it's wrote now because mm. an editor would rip it apart and so you can't have that. Like, <laughs> that doesn't. Yeah. Whereas at the time he got away with it probably, whereas he wouldn't now. Gotcha. Yeah. It's, I can deal with them cutting stuff out. It's the choices that they make. Like what they cut versus what they add in that wasn't in the books, that is the stuff that's just maddening throughout the series. This first movie, though, they do a pretty decent job. There's a couple of hiccups where I'm not a fan of the liberties taken in small ways, but the basic construction of this movie pretty much fits the first book. You know, you don't have a lot in it to just like completely pull your hair out. So. 
See, like I know a few people that struggle to watch these fil- the first couple of films. Probably because they're very slow getting off. But they, they tend to be adults. And I was like, yeah, but the first two yeah. were very, very family films, I would say. They're, yes. They're aimed at kids. They're yeah. not aimed at adults at all. Okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The books are the same, aren't they? I've got a question for both of you. Okay, what's your question? What do, what do you think the first scene was filmed? I know. Do you know? What do you so, think? It was the, um, wasn't it the train scene of him saying goodbye because he yeah. actually had the green contacts in and his eyes were all red. Yeah, they had to go and digitally touch it, it up. Yeah, also Hermione actually has book teeth, but they had to take a ton of shots. I think they try and edit it so it doesn't Yeah, look... she couldn't speak properly. Yeah, they tried to edit it so mm. it doesn't look like it. So that's why she hasn't got book teeth. Hmm. I need... <laughs> You see, I've watched too many videos on this. You see, this what he does. He watches the videos. <laughs> makes his life easy. I have. I, I hadn't. I didn't. Uh, I If I've seen it or heard it, I didn't retain the uh, the buck teeth stuff on Hermione. Yeah, they didn't like because she couldn't speak. Yeah, I kind of get hmm. why they didn't. She couldn't yeah. speak. It's hard for I va- well, I, va- I vaguely remember seeing, or probably on the YouTube rabbit hole like you, something about the buck teeth not really working out, but I didn't realize they actually tried to use it in the film and they had to digital, like, yeah. get rid of it in some... I, I didn't realize they had gotten that far with it. I assumed that they just put them, you know, there and she didn't love it and it wasn't working, so they just didn't use them. <laughs> now, usually we have, like, a part of questions, but because this is quite a unique film i kind of wanted to do, okay. do some questions that are a bit more focused on these films so first off we're gonna go what's your favorite scene from a, <laughs> from a box or for this film but obviously this just this one just the film mm-hmm. what about the book yeah, well the book too um my favorite thing from the book is when Hermione, like when this is a cop, this is a cop um bit from the film when they're in like Snape's potion bit. They got like he. Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah, when they um in the book when they're going to get and it shows how smart Hermione is. Yeah, it's one of the tasks, isn't it? They After caught, they play chess, they cut two. Um, they she has to um mix a potion, doesn't she? Correctly or something. They cut two actually. Tasks. Oh, the the logic puzzle. That's it. Yeah. They cut two. Yep, it's the riddle. Because you, the first one, the first one's Hagrid, the second one's Professor Smart. About the third one's um Flitwick. Then I think then the, the um fourth one's McGonagall's. Then it was Snape and then Quirrell's, which was the troll, which they cut out. See, I've read the books. <laughs> You've, you've got them all. Your order's just slightly off. The troll came yeah. before the potions. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Well like, I, think, I wouldn't have remembered that. I think I've, I've, <laughs> when I, if I if I fall asleep, I have to then re-listen to Yeah, because he falls asleep, listen to the books, he then goes back like two chapters and carries on. <laughs> so sometimes he hears the same chapter like two or but three But now times. I know how to speed up the audio books, so I'd have to keep on listening to the same thing. Which... Yeah, right, didn't they? Nice. So, nice. I'd have to speed up the audio book. See, See I was che- I was I was gonna say, I was just cheap when I was listening to the audiobooks. I was doing it on YouTube before they were getting pulled for copyrights. So I was just bouncing around different YouTube channels and, <laughs> and listening on there before they uh before they got in trouble and got them pulled down. Yeah. So I actually got a weird 
combination. Like in the middle of the book, I'd be switching from Jim Dale and Stephen Fry, just like back and nah, forth. Right. Uh, in, Who's I had to stop. Um, honestly, I don't know. I think, mm. I think I like in large part, the voices that Jim Dale does with the exception of two of them. Like I can't stand his Hermione and I can't stand his Luna, but I do like that dynamic. I don't remember Stephen Fry doing a ton of like really throwing his voice around for the Oh character. yeah. He's, Harry's got the Stephen Fry ones cause we use um, audible. Mm, it yeah. doesn't work out too bad actually because we pair like a monthly oh, sure. so it's, it's a hell of a lot cheaper yeah. to find the actual audio books mm-hmm. um, but yeah and there's, there's Stephen Fry on them I think my favourite scene from the book is when you almost the film is you almost got expelled oh, <laughs> well, when, and when yeah. he says um, oh, you almost got killed or worse you need to get your priority is that yeah. that bit yeah because like I think getting killed is worse then you can't go, then you can't read any books when you're dead what's your favorite scene of that (sighs) man i struggle with this um i think i have to go like the nostalgia route um and i just i like the opening scene of the movie the way that they kind of come in with dumbledore and he clicks the lights with his deluminator and um, they do the they do the brief conversation with McGonagall. I don't like how much they cut out of that dialogue, but I still really like it because um, – and this is sort of just a peek behind the curtain of my life. My, my toddler, when we brought her home from the hospital, like all newborns, literally would not sleep. Um, and one night I was trying to let my wife sleep for a couple hours, and it was like 1 o'clock in the morning, and I'm holding her, and she's being fussy. I turned on this this first Harry Potter movie, and she went straight to sleep. Mm, I should do that then. Don't know if, I don't know if that's a good thing about the film or not. <laughs> well, it's it's the music. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So then, for like the first two years of her life, almost every single day, she would fall asleep to those opening scenes of Harry Potter. So I've seen those like over and over and over again. So I have that like weird. Yeah, I have I have that weird connection with it now that it's you know all nostalgic and in dad mode and yeah. blah blah blah. Nobody cares yeah. to hear about. So like that's probably my favorite movie scene. Um, yeah, that's probably it. I like it in the book too, the way that it was supposed to be. All right, yeah. They missed the intro bit out of it. They the intro bit different in the book, isn't it? Because it shows them going to the zoo. Was that, no, that they show them like how like his life and then it shows them all that yeah yeah it shows like that something you mm-hmm. need to really listen to the all day books yeah yeah they do the for a long time yeah yeah do. they do the um they do the opening chapter the first half of it from vernon dursley's perspective yeah it's like just him going to work um oh yeah, yeah all this weird stuff's happening with all these yeah. strange yeah. people in cloaks and all of that stuff and then it's like halfway through the chapter it switches and it's the dumbledore show and that's when it gets awesome <laughs> but you get a lot more information there like they tell you about voldemort they tell you like what actually happened they actually <laughs> seem to care that these people are dead and that this infant is getting yeah. ready to be left on a doorstep. That, like in the movie, it's very that, yeah. transactional. <laughs> Who shall not be named. Yeah, the only one that cares is Hagrid. Yeah. See, now, my favorite scene. Yeah. 
it's when he first goes Diagon Alley. Oh, yeah, I would love to go Diagon Just because it, I quite like how it opens all up and it's... I like the I, idea of... I would let they pass out of there, though. I totally get taken out of that scene because there is an extra that you see twice. In oh, the man, I'm going to have to love for that. I'm just going to spoil it. It's the yeah. guy, he's got like the big thick mutton chops, those like gray, like super duper bushy sideburns and his weird little top hat. You see him once as they're walking and then you see him again in a different doorway and it's like, how did he go from there to here? I mean, I guess in this world you can apparate, but still, it yeah. just like... I was going to say, yeah, he's a wizard. Yeah, it, it just probably, bugs me. He probably just Levy <laughs> not Leviosaur, it's Leviosaur. Well, that's probably one of my favourite scenes, so I've got a ton. Who's your favourite character oh. in this one? It's mm, mean. Does he go to the Weezy Bull in this one? Or? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Can't pick one. You have to pick a cat. Have you got one, Zach? <laughs> I guess I do. Um, I think for this one, it's it's that introduction, you know, and it's getting the it's getting the world built. It's getting the the magic started. So I actually really like Harry in this first one. And that's weird to say in the fandom because, you know, there's kind of this weird thing where if Harry's your favorite character, you're not really a fan. You have to pick somebody else. Um, but I like him, and I think that Dan does a pretty good job at this age, for his age, yeah, yeah. acting in the scenes and not over, you know, performing like the other ones do. Like, Hermione is really, really good, and Emma turns into a great Hermione. But it's pretty clear that whatever acting experience she has before this film it's all it's got to be all play acting because she's really performing and really yeah, over enunciating yeah. yeah yeah the whole time um and rupert grant like as much as i love his just quirkiness and his uh his facial expressions there is so much rupert grant weird faces in these like first couple of movies yeah i think he's he's been him more than he's been ron necessarily yeah, yeah it's and i like it but at the same time it don't, it's like it's too much whereas dan as harry it feels i mean he's he's still 11 he still can't act yet but like he feels more like it's a bit more natural for him so so it doesn't take you out of the character as you're going through it so i i do i do actually like him early on i would probably change my answer later in different movies but in this first one i am a fan of harry for george reese like you can't pick between them you don't have one of the twins yeah no matter which yeah i've got a fact about this film multiple now you've got loads of facts yeah See which might be interesting. Originally, um, Dan wouldn't be filming this in the film because it was apparently going to be in America. But then, because his parents were in England, they wasn't going to. Yeah, they didn't want him to go. But then they switched. And also, how one got the part of mm. whether that's he had a he like rapped about his grandma apparently. Like <laughs> yeah, he did like a rap about his grandma and. I wonder if he still knows it. No, he, I think he brought it up too. And one of like they had an interview with him, and he brought it up. So yeah, I know a lot of weird facts. 
My favourite character early on is Dumbledore. Oh yeah, I like Dumbledore. I like a per- I like Dumbledore, the earlier Dumbledore, like the first two, and because Anthony matches the book, he's more calm. That my least favorite Dumbledore and Goblet of Fire. Yeah, but I think so. obviously because Richard Harris died, and they have to replace it. I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't mind yeah. him. I think he's trying to be different, so that he's he's not mimicking him, is he? Yeah. He didn't read the books. Yeah. That explains in Goblet of Fire. Then. Yeah, he he was said later he didn't read the books. He didn't um I don't know if he watched the first two movies with the Richard Harris portrayal or, or not. Like I don't know that one, but I know he didn't read the books and he said that he like modeled it after a um like a boarding school professor that he had or something and um like you you got to read the source material to yeah, do. Yeah, you, you think ju- he, he would have read at least <sighs> And it's frustrating because Dumbledore is easily my favorite character yeah. throughout this series. My favorite like character study. Um, he's absolutely fascinating. He's become like the running theme yeah. of my podcast. And so it's hard for me to really like him in the movies because I don't think either of them did the character justice. Richard Harris I, did a better job I think of being booked mixed. up. Yeah, that's why yeah. I'll be interested to see how, because obviously Jude Law's playing him as younger. Oh. There's I'd a, be interested to see as it goes on which one he becomes more similar to. No, there's a there's a really famous Dumbledore line. Well, it's not. A, it's more of a way from a famous Dumbledore joke. Like in the Goblet of Fire, says, "Did you put your name on that fire?" Harry Dumbledore said, "Can't." But it switches to the film where he's yelling because mm-hmm. in the Goblet of Fire you're used to not yelling until the end. So they did not. They did not do him good in that film. Yeah, I think so. My favorite character study, yeah. Like he's he's the most fascinating character to me. See, it sounds very really deft. I am. Um, I've got some Funko Pops of Harry Potter. Yeah, they got Dumbledore. Mm. But I purposely don't collect Harry, Ron, or Hermione. Hmm. But you collect just because got... they're out of, out of all the characters in all of the films. But you've got Umbridge. Got, they're my least favorite. Umbridge. <laughs> Why Umbridge? Because I think the supporting characters are, are way more interesting. Umbridge is not more interesting. She's evil. But, <laughs> yeah, but she's also like when she comes, in, she's probably only other than Voldemort. She's probably. If she, anything, she's probably actually more hated than Voldemort in a way. I think she is, yeah. She's more evil than who shall not be named. Yeah, the the issue with Umbridge from a like a movie standpoint for me is that they I don't know. I she's not as she doesn't look as a toad too much. Well, there's that. Yeah, she they did they did pick somebody who was a, a fair bit more attractive than she was written, uh, yeah. which is that part's fine. I just there's a little. I think there was a little bit of like a viciousness there that was missing a little bit. It was almost played almost too into the bubbly, cute pink. You know, <laughs> did, did the like really well, but there was. I don't know. She did. She did a really, really good job. Um, and I hate her plenty, which is what she was going for. You know, uh, I just, I thought, I did feel like there was just a little, a little like insidious nature that didn't come through as as deeply as what there is in the. Um, they don't, they don't, I think they don't 
I also don't think they show enough of her of what because she's there's a lot yeah. more what she does, isn't there? I know. Yeah, and yeah, and it's a lot of it's it's a lot of the writing. You know, a lot of this is on the writing. Like the reason that I don't love Richard Harris's Dumbledore is less about how he played Dumbledore and more about how they took out Dumbledore's quirkiness in yeah. the first two. Like it just wasn't there. And then Game like never really had it. He he tried a little bit in the third movie to be kind of quirky, but it was quirky in the kind of the wrong way. Um so yeah, they just they didn't really do the character Dumbledore justice. Yeah. The writing they did a heck of a lot better job with Umbridge. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I feel like I, I've now say I did peeves because in the rock when film George leaves, they give her hell peeves and peeves actually salutes them, which is shocking for peeves. Well, it would have been interesting to see him. Uh, he in, was in hitting them. He was um in the film. The scenes with him filmed. Yeah. In the mm-hmm. first film, but he's they were all cut. Yeah, they said something about um, the kids couldn't keep it together. When yeah, he was um, stuff I, just like could not stay in care. They just kept breaking and laughing. I don't know if you know much about they the actor who played him. I don't. Um, Rick Mayall in the in is like well, he's passed away now, but um, he was very much like what you imagine people to be that sort of lunatic, like psychotic mm-hmm. sort of humor. <laughs> That's what his humor is. Mm-hmm. Um, like you just, there's a TV program in England where um in England where act, actors read books for kids like Jack and Ori type thing, um and he did George's Marvelous Medicine by Roald Dahl. He's, he's dead animatic and stuff like that. But he's, he's been in one film, which is called film a film called Drop Dead Fred. Um, gotcha. I haven't seen it. Which I can't, remember, I can't remember who plays. He basically plays an imaginary friend, but the person's grown up and then he comes back to him. Um, and it's great. If you see, if you ever catch, even if you just YouTube a bit of it, you'd see his mm-hmm. his manic sort of. He's very much a physical comedian and stuff like that. Um, so he would have been when you think of somebody to play it, and when someone goes, "Oh, this is who's played it," you're like, "Ah, yeah, that works." Mm-hmm. So I could imagine he would be very difficult to keep a straight face throughout the scenes. Yeah, I've got a question for both of you again. Go Do you know who Hermione's first crush was in the first film? In real life, yeah. Mhm. Sure do. Thought Draco. Yeah. Yeah. They have to have like yellow cards and red cards because the kids rebuild and then I think Colin never keep it together. They had to like red cards to like if you keep them laughing. That like they had to have. Oh, like laugh. in football. Yeah. They also made the kids write essays. Hermione like handed in like seven pages. Done. Done. Only handed one. Rebuild never did it. I've got always got <laughs> it's, it's like you researched. <laughs> no, I just, I just, he he watched the anniversary. <laughs> I did actually. Yeah, he did actually. No, I just put I just put a video on it has a background and I it just keeps on playing the videos and then I watch his videos while he's playing on his Xbox. And then I'm gonna <laughs> watch him one. in the background so he listens to stuff. Then I'm watching one and I'm like, I can watch it one more than two minutes later. Like ten, like an hour later I've watched it like ten or hundred. Video. Yeah, that's how Harry Potter content works. You, you just you're like, oh, this might be an interesting video, yeah. and then it's like three days later, you have a beard and you don't know what just happened. Yeah, you just lose I'm, time. I would. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna Harry Potter's face. Is there a character? Yeah. In the film yeah. or book from the first film? Yeah. That you would like to punch in the face that isn't Draco. Oh come on! Hmm. 
can we can't like, who shall not don't be don't go wrong there's moments where i'd quite like like to slap a miney but i'm not too sure if that's <laughs> something i should do am i allowed to, do i count who shall not be named it's not really in the first one properly well, it like, kind of is but he isn't what cool get a bunch of them in the face what if, but he's got two faces i'm gonna punch them both in the face if you wanted okay <laughs> i'll have to think that out. And this is the movie, right? This is specifically who we want to punch in the face. There's no <sighs> All right. So my answer is going to be the same person for book or movie with the context that it can't be Draco. I don't like but for different, I guess, uh, differently. Um, and it's Snape. Snape. No, no, that's fair. No, I'm and he's, he is, I have a fairly... Uh, I have a fairly unpopular opinion on Alan Rickman as Snape. I'm not a huge fan of the casting. I think he does a really, I think he plays a really compelling character, a really good character. I just don't think he plays Severus Snape from this book series. Like, I think he just plays a different guy. Um, they, they remove some of the stuff and some of the just like visceral stuff that Snape does just isn't in the films. And in certain cases where like think in the opening great hall scene when harry has the first scar burn yeah, yeah right in the book it's described as this teacher that he's looking at is looking at him just loathingly like i'm pretty sure that that teacher up there hates me and now my scar hurts and that's super weird and yeah. in the movie rickman's looking at him but he's almost looking at him like with like an air of concern like, hmm. Yeah, like almost, um, almost not really nurturing, but almost like sizing him up and then kind of like sees him go to his forehead and he kind of like, what was that? And it's just a completely different scene in the movie. Yeah, it's almost There's like, a lot of that throughout. You yeah, know, it's, it's more like he's understanding what's going He knows something's not right, what's going on, isn't it? It's played he, more like that in the film. Yeah, it's, he's played, he tips his hand as that secret protector. <laughs> In the movies, in a way that, like, you're shocked in the books when Snape does anything good. Because he's so awful in the books. And in the movies, you just don't quite get that. He's more of, like, a minor annoyance um, for Harry. He's not really a villain and a bully for Harry. I would gladly punch him in the face either way. But it's just two different people. Like the um, the potion scene, particularly in the extended cut where he comes up and he's like being a total, um, uh, uh, well, bully <laughs> to Harry for taking notes in the class and yeah, then yeah. yells at everybody else for not taking notes on what he's like uh, writing down. Like in that moment, I would gladly just yeah. destroy his face. With my knuckles, I would love to. I was like, <laughs> so, that's your, so your opinion is you, you're not a massive fan of him. See, I have a similar mm. thing, but mine is um, with Sirius Black. Mm, interesting. No, it's not. But as in, I've got to think, but I just a lot of people like were quite gutted when he when he dies. Spoiler alert! Watch the film. But whereas it doesn't bother me as much, even in the books, it didn't bother me as much. I just don't connect with him as like harry surrogate dad or yeah i have a i have probably a controversial opinion on him too i think that relationship is way more theoretical than actually substance yeah that's i think that's what it is 
Yeah, it, and it explains like it's something massively important, but there's not really anything to go by why that is actually the case. So I wasn't yeah. that bothered when he died. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't care about losing the character. The thing that bothers me, at least when I read it or when I watch it, is what it means the emotional like loss for harry as it plays out for it like what it lost what was lost for him not actually the character that's gone it might might help the bellatrix kills him and i quite like bellatrix so i killed you can see why you can see why i was in uh sullivan when we did that when i did the house can't you (laughs) man that one that's another one i have i think it's way too over the top in the movies like She's way too manic sidekick and just like crazy than in the books where it's like she's terrifying. Like an absolute she's like calculated and just like murderous, like serial killer in the book and in the movie she's just kind of this wacky Yeah, crazy little films are slightly more family. Even when people say they get darker, not as dark as the books get. Yeah, yeah, and maybe it is too dark, and maybe it's just too hard to bring that to the film. But I just felt like she was more, she was more, um, almost like how Ron is just one hundred percent comedic relief throughout the films and brings almost no other value at all. She's kind of like the the evil version of that, where she's just so over the top, just like, oh, this is a wacky villain and it's like oh no but in the books like she's Evil. as terrifying as Voldemort <laughs> yeah. and in the movies you don't really get that you just get crazy yeah I've got to go for Snape too I think he's a bit of a jerk Harvey yeah he's, 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 he is like yeah. oh yeah he killed your master but why death oh yeah his father you're the son of the person he loved doesn't mean you have to pick on him yeah, we don't know all that at this point. You got still, you got to think, like, why would pick on him when he doesn't know? So there's no point picking on him when it's not his fault. So Snape has weird laws about vengeful. Yeah, I'm going to pick on your child when you're dead. Like, it doesn't sound nice <laughs> to him. Yeah, I think it's just a, a part of the act. Yeah. I'm interested when you first, did you watch the films before you read the books? Um, I was, so I was weird with this series. Um, I mentioned in the little intro that I didn't read them through until much later in life. Um, but I had read a couple of the first books as a kid and I read before I saw any movies. Um, but one of the reasons that I went back and actually read them is because they showed Harry Potter marathons on TV, like all the time. And I would turn them on with uh, with my wife like when we were just hanging out around the house because I didn't think she would want to watch sports 100% of the time when we started living together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tried to find like something happy medium, and I knew she liked Harry Potter. And so I was like, all right. But I kept asking stupid questions. I was just like, I don't understand anything that's happening. And I never sat and like just watched them bell yeah. to bell, really. It was more just like catching scenes here and there. And I'm like, I don't understand. And she just kept telling me, you'd have to read the books. It's better in the books. You'd have to read the books. It's better. Like that was her canned answer to every question that I had. So I read the stinking books and then I was like, okay, this is actually really great. As, as much crap as I'm giving it in, in this podcast, like it's, 
I I do enjoy them. Uh, I really like the books. I love pointing out the plot holes and what is missing just because I enjoy that. I like infusing the sarcasm into uh, into the mix. But with the movies, I like them as popcorn movies. They're very visually appealing uh, considering the time period of the CGI throughout. Um, That's great in them. But where I get uh, where I get a little hung up is those differences from the book, not necessarily just like not having as much information, but just kind of the liberties that are taken and the opportunities missed. And that stuff like really kind of gets me every time I sit down to watch them. I can still sit down and watch them all day. Yeah, I agree. Cause like I think some of the stuff is it, like in my favorite film and book is mm-hmm. um, Goblet of Fire. Mm. I just I think the books way better than the film it is because <laughs> it's, it's almost like semi in the middle of it almost kind of like it's a separate it doesn't really follow the Voldemort story as much I know he comes at the end and it's big, his name. but mm-hmm. like there's a whole different thing it's not like <laughs> just having the whole quest and everything is quite a nice thing but obviously in the in the books by this point Dobby works at the school so obviously he's, he's involved when yeah. like, he gives the he helps him out in one of the challenges. Gives him a gillyweed. Yeah, he gives him a gillyweed, which <laughs> and too much. I get why they've took that story out because it's an awful lot. However, I would have loved to have seen Dobby wearing all the different hats and socks and stuff. <laughs> that would have been so great they visual. Would, then they would have to add Stu, which was kind of yeah. a waste. Um, but I like the fact that they then gave the gillyweed to Neville to do because he yeah, was get... logic, that's a logical thing. It's a logical thing because that was what the original plan of the villain was. That's why he gave him that book. Like that was what he wanted to have happen. So they just made it actually play out that way. Um, Let me ask you this. If that's your favorite movie, what do you think about the uh, amazing hair growth that took place in the summer between year three and year four? Between oh, yeah, prisoner yeah. And, and yeah. God, all, the, all the hair is like as if they've been away for two years somewhere. Yeah. And that other hair. Yeah. Well, for yeah. Harry, yeah. but it, it wouldn't grow the length it grows between the summer and the, and the September. Like the, yeah, you're supposed you, to have like three months between the two, and he's got like three years of hair growth built up. It's it's just amazing. And he's not the only one. Ron's got it. The twins have Like, it's absolutely insane the hair growth products that they have in the wizarding world apparently if this covid and the shutdown taught us anything with people <laughs> growing their hair out it takes a heck of a lot longer than yeah. that. i've got a whereas but that i think level plastic throughout the series is completely undercut like mm-hmm. his story in the books is yeah. parallel isn't it yeah it's glimpsed that in the film and to the point where he probably has one, like in the last film, when he obviously has the big speech and he pulls out the sword. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a big moment, but it's almost like it doesn't... Where did it come early. from? Yeah, it's not the only thing in the film, it's the same way. Yeah. yeah. When you read the books, you think, oh yeah, this is the guy, so this is mm-hmm. the guy, sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, well, I've got a question. What is your favourite line from the book or film? I've got mine. From all of them? Just, just this one. Well, we we have Star Wars for the introduction to our podcast. 
Oh god, yeah. Which is your that, Harry? In the film, the quite, which is quite a pivotal the, line, really. In the book, it's different. It's not your wizard, Harry. Yeah, it's Harry. You're a wizard, and it's almost offhand. He's almost saying it like exasperated because he's going back and forth with the Dursleys. Yeah, yeah, and, he t- and they're they're doing. And he's like, Harry, you're a wizard. Like that's how I always I you know, read it. It's yeah, a yeah. completely <laughs> different thing. Um, not a wizard. I'm just Harry. Yeah, that. Uh, I mean, the Hermione line with the, um, you know, the killed or worse expelled is incredibly iconic. Um, what my favorite is. And when Dud- it when Dudley goes down to it, it's his birthday, and he says, "How many are there? Twenty-seven. <laughs> count myself. Twenty-seven. But last year I had twenty-eight. But a lot of them are less bigger than." I don't care. Yeah, something like that. I don't care how big they are. Like, I just love that line because it shows how much a spoiled rat it is. Actually, I would like to punch him just because I was spoiled. He is just probably the better and just. That's a good shot. That's, that's a good. That's a good punchable character. Very good punchable character. But that's another one of those. Uh, that's another one of those changes from the book that doesn't make any sense. In the book, it's not thirty-six, and he gets thirty-seven. It's like. Um, he actually got 37. Like they bring it down one for no apparent reason. In the it's it's literally just like, oh, did you guys actually read this or no? Like where was the where was the attention to detail when yeah. <laughs> adapting the script? I would just like to grab his 13 whatever person and just shove it in his face. Like here you go, you spoiled that. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, to be fair though, he's also a kid and um, I'm an adult. That comes with a charge, so I had to pick an adult character to punch in the face. That's true. <laughs> well, I'm just doing more for the you, Yeah, you can punch a kid. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We pick some kids and you punch him. This way. Yeah. <laughs> so it seems fair. I never I'll probably punch it off. The okay, film. so the last question I've got for yeah. this. You can have anything from the film. Uh, what would you have? Uh, and it works. Then it works? The obvious answer is the Wrath of Stone, isn't it? No. Or Sorceress. The obvious answer is probably a wand. Fox. I think a lot more can go wrong with it. Fox. The Phoenix. Yeah, I... The first... The first answer is is a wand, uh, you know, to just be able to do magic. But I wouldn't do anything meaningful with it anyways. I'd be like, you know, I would just use it like chips. Yeah, so I like I I like Harry your first uh instinct. I I I'm going to be the greedy one that takes the stone and just See, doesn't have to work anymore. It's like a lottery ticket. Absolutely yeah. Broomstick. I don't know. I That's would like good. to grab if just because it'd be so much easier to it's, get. It'd like, be fun. And with fuel prices going up now, so it's Yeah, it's insane. Itself. I've got a motorcycle. I don't have a flying broom. <laughs> See, that's it. They're uh, gonna handle Fox, about the same, right? Is Fox in this one? I don't think he is. Uh, if if mm-hmm. I could, I would I don't know what I would like. I'd probably I'd probably like the Terminator. I would just like. Why to turn off all the lights? Yeah. No, I'd probably just like to use it like when I was like. No, I'm definitely going with a broom. You guys <laughs> just need to install clappers. <laughs> same thing. We should get those. <laughs> No, because no, you'd be clapping at it. So <laughs> no. No. No, what I would do is, I'll do a bit, I'll make it always a bit better. Just 
turn and keep on turning his lights on. <laughs> you just see him going with them. <laughs> oh, he's got headphones on my lap. No, yeah, I no, I'll just get to the loom and he's like, he'll oh, right. the lights off. Still his <laughs> yeah, like, uh, you he, he would probably kill me by the end of the day, but what if you could still power with it, like electricity? Still electricity pad. Maybe. I'll do that too. It's that like old broom, but I've got to go. I'm going with broom. I'm going for the illuminating. I see the logic in the stone. You, you make compelling cases. Compelling cases, but I'm taking the lottery ticket. Fair enough. No, if I get some birds on that mask and pull a clock on. You're not having one. <laughs> see what he's going on. Is his birthday in like a week? Less than a month. Mm. No, I'm going to put it. It's like you can turn on my key, like. Because you're going to have to update all of your podcast stuff, right? Because yeah. doesn't it have his eight, you know, you're going to have to go through and do a whole bunch of updates. Oh, yeah, yeah, because I always updates. Like my 12 year old son, but I'm saying that's mm-hmm. a teenage event. Right? Does this even work? Are you guys going to have to call it quits? <laughs> Move on to his brother. But it doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work with the title of the podcast. Yeah, all of it. Yeah, Harvey met movies, but it's not Harvey there because he's too busy clapping on mics. I, I think it's something else with Oliver. Yeah, I'm gonna. Oliver's an awful lot of um. There's a, there's a major character in films and literature called Oliver. I'm sure we can come up with something. Okay. No, I'm gonna definitely ask for cop on so I can just. He's <laughs> already asked for a top hat and cane for his birthday. I know more. Absolutely no reason. Then it's on his bucket list. Yeah, <laughs> and I'll cop on it. I wanted to wear a top hat and take a cane to prom, but I wasn't allowed. So yeah, we don't have proms here. Not mm. really. Mm. Now, now my bucket is a cop on now. You don't have any? <laughs> oh, just no, put him in his room. Just put just the one room, yeah, just no, in his bedroom. <laughs> yeah, well. And then he'll move, he'll move it and put it into other people's rooms. <laughs> I don't, I'd probably wait, if you just don't let me see how it would and you make it work, then be no problem. I'll probably use it for TV, actually. Just like when you're watching something like a football match, like... <laughs> Films on. You can just do that with Alexa. You can get Alexa to turn on your TV and stuff. It doesn't work for mine. I know, because it's not set up for your TV. Can you please set up, please? <laughs> no. Wait, hold on. Can of worms opened. I'm going to... Yes. I'm going to ask your Alexa. Thanks for this. I'm going to You can't edit this out. <laughs> he heard it live. Alexa? So... We'll move on to rating the film. I'm trying that after that. Rating the film, not the book. I'm going to have to try that later. I'm sorry, I'm going to have to just clap on. So, you can go first. What are you rating this film? We go out of five. The way we see it is a five-star film. It doesn't have to be the greatest film ever. But it's like basically perfect for what it wants to be. It's like our first ever five-star film. Was Mr. Starfire. Mm. It's what it aims to be. It's a great one. It, 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 not, yeah. I don't really think there's anything you change. I think we, we've only had two five star films so far. So. Mm. High bar. 3.5. 3.5. Yeah. It's not my favourite. It's not my least favourite. Yourself? I'm actually going to give it a 4.5. Mm-hmm. Because I have the nostalgia with it. You know, I have the connection with it. I love this movie. I think it set forth one of the most successful film franchises like ever. So obviously it set out to do what they wanted it to do. Um, My point five is just 
the small liberties that they took and got wrong, I think is an attention to detail thing that you could have yeah. tightened up. Yeah. Um, this happened last time, right? Last yeah. time we've only had two guests. You have a second guest. Welcome. Last time we had a guest, this exact same thing happened where she she put one, you put one, and I my one was actually in the middle. So mm. I was going to go four. Just four. Yeah. Um. So, so I'm right again. Because <laughs> yeah. the average. Just because I, I get I agree. I think it's is it a great is it the best film ever? No. Does it? Like you say, it starts the franchise. And actually, to the book, it's one of the closer ones to the book. Yeah, the closer. for sure. Probably the half. Probably because it's it, obviously the first two are quite small books compared to the rest. I don't know mm-hmm. the films, but all the films are are quite they're all over to our mark, aren't they? So they all are quite long films. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this one probably is able to get more in it from a book mm-hmm. than maybe somebody yeah. else. So I give it a four. <laughs> So it's about a four overall, which is which is about right. It says it's a film that you should definitely watch. Yeah, it's it really is. It's a great movie. It's a great introduction to the world. They did, and that's I think getting it as close to the books as they did. I think served both masters, right? It was a good enough popcorn movie for the people who hadn't read the books yeah. to enjoy, but it was as cl- about as close to the books as you're going to get for an adaptation kind of a, anywhere the stuff like it's yeah. nitpicky stuff where they don't get it quite right to the book but they did enough that the book you know the book readers that went to go see it could still love it like they weren't yeah. taken out of the movie like they they struck that balance better than they probably ever could have imagined doing i and, i watched the films before i read the books Mm, mm-hmm. um, just because I, they just kind of missed my my generation yeah. point, and um, well, so then I went back and watched and read them, and then was like, okay, now I've missed so much out of the book sort of things. So I had that. Yeah. Moment, I was like, well, the films are rubbish, aren't they? So then when I I read them a couple of times now, and so watch the films loads yeah, of times. Yeah. Um, then you can, like like you, there's certain things that you think why well, I picked up that, but then there's other things where cinematically it just wouldn't work. Like yeah. Spew is a great thing in the books, but it's does, it actually, really, does it affect the, story, the overall story? But not really. No, because it's just annoying. The only thing is that it means the house elves aren't there at the end. In... Yeah, yeah. It's not help rising the house elves to help. Yeah, and it's and again, I, I said this earlier, but it's it's about the choices that they made and the liberties that they took. Like in this first one, the biggest issues that I have are small things like Quirrell already has his turban on and doesn't shake Harry's hand in the um in the Diagon Alley yeah, yeah. like scenes. Whereas in the book, he doesn't have the turban on yet and he shakes his hand. That's why he's so surprised at the end when his skin starts to burn when he's touching Harry's skin. He's yeah. like, What the heck is going on? In the movie, it kind of implies he's already afraid to touch him because he knows something's going to happen. Yeah. So, like, what at the end? What's he surprised about at the end? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. It's the number of presents. You know what I mean? It's these like little things. The one liberty that they took in the movie that I absolutely think they got right was the snake scene, where even though the annoying little friend isn't there when Dudley falls into the snake exhibit and the glass actually reappears in the movie is absolutely hysterical. Yeah. And in the books, it doesn't happen that way, but in the movies that's, I'm like, yep, you 
Nailed it on that one. That's the that's the liberty that you take. You know, making it into a movie. <laughs> yeah, because the pig so be yeah belongs in a zoo, a wild human pig. He is. <laughs> so that wraps up the reviewing. Now, when we have guests, we do a little bit where we yes. do overrated and underrated. So I say something to you, and then you decide whether it's overrated or underrated. I say stuff. You can explain it if you want. You mm-hmm. don't have to. You can just pick well, which well, way you want to do it. And there's only about nine, ten things. Really? But all Harry Potter, pretty much all cinema related. Okay. Okay. So. Go. Um. What's that popcorn. Popcorn. Is popcorn overrated or underrated? Yeah. Oh, uh, popcorn is overrated. Kernels get stuck in your teeth. Yeah, that's why I don't like popcorn. Harry Potter, as in the character. Ooh, um, are we going this? Can I give a nuanced answer on this? Within the fandom, within the fandom, he is underrated because the the Harry Potter, the the Potterheads don't really like Harry as a character, which is amazing. But then in like the in uh, pop culture, he's probably a little bit overrated because it's like how big harry potter is the fact that i like have so many times in my life been like you look like harry potter like to people who have never seen harry potter like it's it's phenomenon level which is probably a little much mm-hmm. but within the fandom people don't really love him nachos nachos are also overrated government cinemas well. i they're fine. They're a little salty. And I'm Ooh, not like a jalapeno guy. We have cheese. Yeah, we don't have jalapeno. So it's, yeah, so in ours, they, they always want to like, we have the cheese, which is good. I love nacho cheese. You know, but usually you when you get them, the chips are super stale. They're like soggy or just yeah. not very good. And they try to load, like just cover them with jalapenos. And I'm like, no. But I'm going to have to pay for every one of those jalapenos when you charge me $47 for this nacho. It's just a little overrated. It's still yeah. fine, but it's overrated. Dobby. Ooh. Underrated. I can, I'm just saying that for myself. My mom could hear them. Dobby is... Dobby is weird. Dobby is probably a little bit underrated. Yes. Um, he is... Equal parts super annoying to start with, which I think is what people continue to see him as. But in the series, particularly in the books, he is ever growing, like more important and integral yeah. to it that you don't get in the films. So it doesn't it doesn't land as much at the end when you know you're you you get stabbed in the in the heart. But in general, like he's a bit underrated, but it's kind of it's the movie's fault that he's underrated. Fair enough. Neville. Underrated. Sorry, I've just not to say that. Neville is underrated by the movies. Um he might be a little overrated by the people though. Might be a little overrated by the people. I've met him. He's a nice guy. Is he? Yeah. Uh, 
the glow up that he had. Oh yeah, yeah. And like that is you can't underrate that. The fact that they had to like prosthetically make him ugly for the films, like dude's winning in life for sure. Thing with um Dursley, wasn't it? Um he's he I... lost a lot of weight, didn't he? Mm. Yeah, did Dudley did. Yeah. Dudley in real life. Oh, did he? I guess I didn't know that. I don't know a ton about that character. In the um, last couple of films, like Mm -hmm. the one where he's, I can't remember which film, I think it was the sixth one where he's um, he's at the park. Oh, the fifth one. Yeah. Um, And he's actually wearing a fat suit from there on. Is he? Is he? In real life, no, he's, he's an actor in stuff now still. And you probably hmm. wouldn't recognize him. I probably wouldn't. I've probably seen him and didn't recognize him. Have you him. watched The Queen's Gambit? I've not. Yeah, it's, it's I have not. Netflix. He's in, I know that's somebody has been in, but he pops up in things and he's really skinny and really, like, hmm. he looks completely different. <laughs> from then on, he's wearing a fat suit. That's why in the um, last film, you only really see him when he's walking to the car. Mm-hmm. He's lost so much weight. There is an edit- a cut-out scene, but yeah, he's wearing a fat suit, but... Obviously, the books is a lot more, isn't there? There's a bit more interaction between them. Yeah, and that's similar to his character in the book. But in his in the book, we're supposed to believe that he got like jacked. Yeah, it was like into boxing and you know got real muscular, not skinny. But yeah, um, so did one. not know that. The last one is I already got a feeling I never answered to this. Snape. 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 Snape is overrated. Snape is so overrated. He's overrated as a hero. He's overrated as a character. He's incredibly overrated. Um, I don't even, I, I feel like my previous comments probably already um, foreshadowed my answer to that. Yeah, I, did, I did guess up my reason. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's the podcast as it stands. Yeah. Um, so, where can we find your podcast? Yes, Everywhere. Up. It's on all of the things. Um, <laughs> It's, uh, you know, the, all the major podcasts are, are there. Um, I'm on social media, um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I even have TikTok now, which I'm still figuring out how to work, but it's there. Yeah, we, we've got it. it, but we haven't used it yet. I have got it. You've got it. I haven't. <laughs> I've got to work out how to use it to show you how to use it. <laughs> I probably, I would just probably, watch... probably do it about me to share. No, I'll probably just watch stupid dog videos on it. You know what I mean? I'll just use watch dog videos on it. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Yeah, um, I've, I've got the website too, belatedbinge.com, um, yeah. YouTube, uh, Belated Binge Everywhere. I was able to actually get the proper name, so there's not a different name for every single different handle. But um, We've, Our own slightly yeah. Twitter is slightly different. It's Harriet Met Movies rather than when Harriet Met Movies, I think. But, is that because it was taken or because of a character count issue? Uh, yeah, maybe a character count. Mm-hmm. I'm back in. Yeah. Um, we, yeah, we were lucky we managed to get the website. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? We'll put, obviously, we'll, we'll, the link will be in the... For everything. For your TikTok or anything like that. <laughs> I'll look on YouTube, don't worry. And one thing I was going to ask you is, obviously, you're doing the Harry Potter books. Do you have in mind what you might do after you finish Harry Potter books? Or darlings? I do. Um, I, I had a... I had, like, a kind of a final four that I whittled down to like a final three when I was choosing what series to start with. Um, and I chose Harry Potter. The other two, I guess, finalists you could say would probably be what I go to next. Um, one of them is Sons of Anarchy. 
Okay. Which is, I think, a very um, compelling show to do in a podcast form. And there's not a ton of them, except for one where a he couple of actors. He's, not, he's called Opie. <laughs> Opie! So you would understand why he's called Opie? I do. I do. 100%. Again, he's somebody we've met. Not, not, oh really? Not, yeah. Which one is Interesting. Which one? Is yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They're all huge on that show. Yeah. yeah. They're which all huge on that show. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. guy who um the guy who played Juice um and now the name is complete Theo Rossi. Yeah. That's it. He's he's tiny, right? On that show, that dude is five foot eleven. And everybody just towers over him. Yeah, I, I really, I wanted to do that. I, I really want to do that one. Um, but Theo Rossi and Kim Coates, who played Tig, they're doing a rewatch podcast. Oh, I'm like, who's going to listen to me talk about it when you can yeah, listen yeah. to those two? Um, but then the other one would uh, possibly be. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. Um, uh, the Office. The Office was another one I was super late to come around on, and um, yeah, you mean the American ones? Really fast, yeah, yeah. Um, but again, the yeah. uh, the ladies who played Angela and Pam are doing a podcast of rewatching your ideas. Yeah, they're no, not stealing my. It's just like the timing. I was like, do I want to come in to like my first podcast, my first series, and compete against the actors? <laughs> Yeah, or not. do I want to come into a fandom that's like super robust, has been around for 20 years and like still taking in new content and our like welcoming of it? I was like, I can give this Harry Potter thing a shot. What was the fourth one? Uh, Parks and Rec was on the list. Um, I've got others that I haven't um, watched. Like one of the things I want it to be is bingeable so that, it you know, we can do the whole thing through. Um, but there's some that I've like. I can't decide if I want to do any that I haven't seen yet and do them like live ish, like, like through the podcast, you know, like read something brand new or watch a series that's brand new. I can't, I haven't decided if I want to do that or keep doing something that I have binged before that way it can have like spoilers and foreshadowing and stuff like that in the podcast. But I could, if I did that, like I still haven't watched breaking bad. I still haven't watched like a ton of very popular um, possibilities that could open the door down the road. But I think chances are the next series, unless I put up like a poll of the listeners and they all tell me that they absolutely hate the idea. Uh, the next one's probably going to be Sons of Anarchy. I think that's a good shout. Okay. So I'll look forward to that one anyway. Harry won't because he's not seen the series, needless huh? to say. Probably not uh, appropriate for a 12-year-old. Definitely not a kid's series. No. Definitely not a kid's series. Sons of Anarchy. It's okay, cool. I'll send it off on Netflix. No, you won't. <laughs> Just like then. I'll block you so you can't. But are it's you not even. Do? Well, I guess. Do you get a different Netflix yeah. than yeah. we do? So is it's it actually, on no, Netflix I think for you? It's, it's now on Disney Plus. <gasps> it's on Disney Plus for you. We oh, do yeah, yeah, not yeah. have it on Disney Plus. Well, we have well, it on Disney Hulu. Plus, very different than your Disney Plus. I know that much. Apparently, yeah, we do not have, we have it on a, Disney Plus. But basically, not long ago, they put a, a section on called Star, which I've seen probably mm. get in America. I think you get Hulu or something, it's your version of it. Yeah. Um, and pretty much anything you have on Hulu is on our Disney Plus and the Star. But it's not really gotcha. on the Star. It's literally like if you went on to series, it just falls into... Literally you, could, you could have... Bluey, uh, Puppy yeah. Dog Pals, Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, you could look like <laughs> under action. You could have Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. 
you know, ah. Hawkeye and Sons of Anarchy. No, that that would be cool. I hope that they do that for us at some point in time. I would like to have that access. Because it'll be the way you know they'll merge it all, won't they? I would. Do, I would love that. World, so you know. Yeah, I still have. Um, I still have commercials in my Hulu. So I would love to have Sons of Anarchy without commercials again. When I watched it the first time, it was on Netflix, so I didn't have commercials. It is rough now because those episodes get long, man. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, because they're about an hour anyway. So obviously, when we've adverts and they, yeah, some of those ladies they did, they were like an hour and a half episode. It's long. So they were like two hours with all the commercials. It's it's a commitment. Yeah, it's rough. But. <laughs> Well, that's the end of the podcast. We'll wrap it up yes. and let you go. And yours is a better time than ours, probably. What time is it now? Uh, three forty-five. Oh, so it's seven forty-five. So there's a five year <laughs> difference. Um, thank you very much for coming on. It's been great to meet you and talk with you. For sure. Likewise, I'm so glad you guys reached out. Uh, like it was said, ironic. We we might actually get back in touch for the second book. Yeah, we, we should do like your, your Harry Potter series. I'm down like anytime. Thing. Anytime. Don't even have to be Harry Potter. You guys have done some movies where I'm like, I love that movie. I love that movie. Okay, now you're, you're, maybe you're if you on a streak. On, yeah, if you want to come on and just like, we often ask people to try and pick a film. Mm. I pick, I pick all the films, so it's quite nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, picks it. Nice. So then it gives me a bit of a break, and also people think of nice. what I, I haven't even thought of. No, yeah, that, yeah I'd, I'd like be down. Last we guess can... picked Ocean's Eleven, which I was unsure whether Harry would enjoy. I did enjoy mm. it, but he did. Oh, nice. Sure maybe a little bit older than it, but he loved it. Mm-hmm. So nice. Yeah, you guys, you guys are on a streak, man. You had, uh, you had um, a Knight's Tale, and you had Willow, and I was like, you guys are pulling at my childhood right now. Um, <laughs> well, we got this one coming out, and then we will, the next one will be 1989's Batman. Hmm. Can we watch that one? Is that? did I? I don't know. Because when did um. I'm getting all my Batmans confused. What was the next one? When did the next Batman series start? Wasn't there a yeah. mid nineties? Like yeah. a mid nineties version? Yeah, that's that one would have been Michael mine. Keaton would be yeah. Yeah, I was I was of the Keaton Batman generation. The, um, the mm-hmm. next one's like two thousand, I think two thousand mm-hmm. somewhere around like two thousand five, maybe something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was the Keaton yeah. generation. I had like long hair down to my shoulders until I watched that movie and I wanted it I wanted a haircut so that I could look like Bruce Wayne. Did it work? No, of course it didn't. But I haven't had long yeah. hair since. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so we'll say bye. Bye. Bye to all the listeners. Yes. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye. Oh, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. <laughs> so long, partner. You stay. are so glad you came. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye now. Bye. Bye-bye. Remember, please discard all candy wrappers and popcorn containers in the nearest trash receptacle. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye now.